What's up, guys? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's completely free. Not only is it free, but there are also creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, they'll be able to distribute your podcast for you on all the famous platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. If you guys are creatives and want to get after it, I highly suggest using Anchor. Welcome back to the 2AM podcast, everybody. And today you can see we have a little extra guest. Well, not so little. He's a pretty big guy, but (laughs) (laughs) we got Dalton Weeks with us here on the podcast live. Thank you for joining in, everybody. Hey, what What up? up? Welcome back. (laughs) Now, uh, I do want to say something first. Please. I want to tell the audience that Dalton is an absolute savage. Um, Hmm. We are are training buddies. We We got to know each other through you know, training sessions in the gym, but originally met through soccer, but I fucking love this guy. He's, he has a, he has a cool story to tell and he's an inspiration. So, you know what? I'm starting to fall for him too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I tend to have that effect on those blue eyes. They catch you the right way. Oh (laughs) yeah, man. So, uh, Tell us about yourself. Yeah, like, little, what do you do? A little what's, bit of tidbits. You know, what are you doing what's, right now? What's the goods? Anything coming up in the future, maybe? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So basically, my name is Dalton Weeks. Uh, 25 years old. Um, born and raised in Riverside, California. If Ooh. you guys haven't been, Riverside is... It's a shithole, but it's my shithole. Yeah. And I love it. Horsetown? Uh, yeah, baby. yeah, yeah. We're right next to Horsetown. Norco. Hell yeah. What's up? Hell yeah. But uh, yeah, so I'm 25 years old. Uh, athlete. Um, kind of multidimensional with within that sphere as well. Mm. Baseball player in college, then I played soccer after college. Um, yeah, I would like to say that I'm I'm an adventurer. I like to go outside the box, unconventional. I mm. uh, love to travel. Been all over the place, uh, whether it be with sports or just on my own. Um, yeah, so I like to. Honestly, when I was a kid, I used to look up to like the adventurers and stuff like that, like expeditions and stuff like Lewis and Clark and stuff like that. And that's kind of where I, that's kind of where it stemmed from. I used to watch a lot of cowboys and, and bro, the cowboys, man. You can't go wrong with the cowboys. (laughs) Wild West. Um, But that's where the love of adventure kind of started. And now as I've gotten older, I've gotten to do my own thing. Right on, dude. That's awesome. That's what's up. So. Now, now tell us about this uh, upcoming expedition that you have. Your next journey. Oh, I heard. So the next journey, um, I'm going to have to rewind a little bit. I just got back from Montenegro. I got to train with a professional team over in Tuzi, Montenegro. Um, The team's called FK Decic. Um, They're in the second division of Montenegrin professional football. Um, And that was an experience, to say the least. You know, it was Mm -hmm. like a... Tuzi Montenegro, bro. There's like 3,000 people there. Um, you're right on the border of Albania and Montenegro. So Albanians speak Albanian. Montenegrins speak Serbian. Albanians are more uh, Muslim. Montenegrins are more Orthodox. Mm. So that's kind of, it's a weird little mix. Um, Montenegrins, they don't fuck with Albanians and vice versa. Well, <laughs> the north side of town, they have the Montenegrins living there, but the mosque for the Albanians is in the north side. The south side is the Albanian side, but the church is on the south side. So there's like this weird mix, right? So I was just like this American kid that's playing soccer over there. I didn't know what was going on. 
nobody spoke English. And that was just, it was, it was a weird time in my life because I was going through this whole thing with soccer. I was finally getting acknowledgement. I was getting to train with a professional team and bro, that level is crazy, right? We, we all look at like the Bundesliga and, and, uh, the premier league, La Liga, stuff mm-hmm. like that. And you get to a point where you're like, bro, I want to be acknowledged for, for all the work I've put in. And then you get over to Europe and you start playing football and bro, that speed is crazy. So I'm, I'm going through that. And then meanwhile, I have my family back at home. Uh, my grandfather started getting sick. He was in and out of the hospital like six or seven times while I'm back there. And bro, I just wanted, I wanted to come home. I wasn't getting, I, I wasn't having the experience that I wanted to have, right? I couldn't communicate with people and I'm a communicator. That's, that's what I pride myself on. No. Yeah. And, uh, so long story short, I come home. We could go back to that if you guys want. But uh, I come home, and I don't have the passion anymore. I still have mm-hmm. the passion for training, but I don't have the passion to play football. So uh, football is in soccer. Um, for those Americans. Yeah, yeah. For those Americans. Americans. For the uneducated. <laughs> yeah, dude. So I was just like, bro, like, what's happening? Like, I've always been an athlete. I've always wanted to play. And for the first time in my life, I don't have that. It's like this like weird zest, bro. You get it. You put your spikes yeah. on and it's like a it's a different game, right? Yeah. And for the first time in my life I didn't have that. Mm. So it was weird because I'm coming back from ACL reconstruction and for those that have gone through ACL reconstruction, bro, it is a slap in the face. It kicks you when you're down, you're depressed, you're going through it, you can't walk for like 2 months, and you're going through physical therapy and and you know that right now you're injured. Yeah. Um so it's weird. This is the first time that I've come back completely healthy. I had ACL reconstruction two and a half years ago. And so I was like, bro, how can I express myself? Like really, I, I pride myself on like, on being different, right? Outside the box, unconventional thinker. And I was like, bro, I want to have a Dalton year, 2020, bro. Like 2020 vision. <laughs> yeah. bro, I want to, I want to, I want to send this shit. So I was like, bro, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to go back to a childhood dream. When I was 12 years old, my grandfather and I used to ride our bikes all the time. Until he was 84, he was doing a thousand miles a year. Whoa. Bro, he's crazy. Savage. He's a savage. Like, he's, he's one of the coolest dudes I've ever met. Freaking my grandfather is the man. So he used to do a thousand miles a year and he would take me along with that. He'd teach me about the bikes. And it was always just like this place where I could, I could zen out, I could meditate. Mm-hmm. But I, I've gotten away from it, pursuing soccer and shit. And then, yeah, I was like, bro, I want to I get back to that place. When I was 12, we used to watch the Tour de France and all these bike races and stuff. And I was like, bro, grandpa, one day I'm going to go across the country, like coast to coast, Pacific to the Atlantic. I'm going to finish in, in New York City. And my grandpa was always kind of like, yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> and now I'm like, I'm in this place, bro. I'm 25. I did my first quarter century on this earth. And it's like, bro, how do you, how do you get in touch with that? Like, how do you remain a child? You know what I'm yeah. saying? And I was like, bro, fuck it. I'm, I'm going to go do my own thing. I'm just coast to coast. Like I'm bringing it back. Like this is what I want to do. So right now with this whole virus thing going on, like it's kind of fucking with my vibe, but <laughs> oh. and, uh, well, believe me, <laughs> believe me, we know. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's like a, it's like a, no, nah. but I'm still figuring it out. Uh, I just got off the phone with Amazon. I was telling you about that and my stuff is still going to get here. Um, so I'm looking to leave within like the next seven to 14 days. Bro, just get out of town. And it's, bro, the ride is crazy. It got across the Rockies, obviously. The first 1,400 miles are barren desert. Um, bro, I'm psyched. Just some David Goggins shit. Seriously. Dude, I, I love it. up, bro. But your vibe is like way more chill. 
Yeah, bro. You know what yeah, I mean? Yo. <laughs> like you're, you're just he's 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 weird because weird in a good way because he's mm. type A, but he's also he has the ability to just relax. Yeah, dude. To just flow with things. Yeah, you're like your core self is clearly fucking strong, dude. <laughs> I yeah, try 100%. which is hella respect. Yeah, yeah, man. No, nah, dude, it's like a no. I feel like there's there's a yin and yang, right? So when mm. I was in college, I played college baseball, uh, Tarleton State University, bro. Like all my boys, they get it barrels it was just like the. it was a different it was a different lifestyle mm -hmm. and my coach was hardcore bro like every day we had something and by hardcore i don't mean like oh yeah it was hardcore like we went to the gym and shit no it was like bro like you woke up at 4 30 in the morning we were in the gym by five if you were fucking late if you were if you weren't 15 minutes early you were fucking late mm. holy shit if you were late 14 minutes early if zero to 10 minutes late you had 10 minutes of hell Minutes of help being like anything that the coach wanted you to do. Bro, I have stories on stories about that. But a minute of hell would be like 60 seconds running, 60 seconds, uh, or 60 seconds running, like sprint, 30 seconds rest, 60 seconds sprint, 30 second rest. And rest is like you just jogging. I did that one time. I was late, bro. I was, I was like 13 minutes early. But my coach was like, yo, you're two minutes late. You got 10 minutes of hell tomorrow. And I'm like, bruh. Oh, like, fuck. It only took you one time to learn that bro, lesson? Bro, it took me one time. I got my ass kicked. Ass kicked. <laughs> and I was just like, dude, what the hell? And it just, it taught me this different respect, right? The respect for your body. We were in the gym all the time, bro. These workouts, I'm telling you, like, we were flipping monster truck tires. Like, we were out in the middle of the freezing cold. In North Texas, bro, it gets cold out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So my coldest workout, I think, was four degrees. We, we had this thing called Icepocalypse, bro. Icepocalypse, in, in North Texas, it doesn't snow. It ices, which I didn't fucking, I'm from Southern California, bro. Like, I don't, I don't know what that means. <laughs> so it, it starts icing, like literally like ice cubes falling from the sky, bro. And then they fall on the ground and then they're, they're ice again. And I was just like, what the hell? So we had an inch and a half of ice, frozen solid, and everything oh. shut down. So like this coronavirus thing, right? Imagine this, but it was because nobody could leave their house. Like genuinely, like if you got out of your driveway, you were on an ice rink. Damn. So the shit. baseball field was an ice rink. We were all just fucking around. Like it was, it was a good time. It was our time to like shoot our shot with a hot chick across the dorms and stuff. <laughs> but then our coach was like, nah, fam, we're still, we're still working out. So we go out to the field, bro, the, the grass, I swear in my life had an inch and a half of, of ice on it. Oh my God. So we go out and we're wearing our metal spikes and we just get after it, dog. So eventually we tear up the ice and then Coach Beal, our strength and conditioning coach, is like talking to the coach and all of us are kind of like, bro, it's freezing ass cold out here. It's five o'clock in the morning. It's pitch black dark. We're like, bro, I just want to go home. Coach is like, all right, take your shoes off. We're like, what the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck? Hey, you're, what, what, you're how do you mean? Like, yeah, what do you, <laughs> what do you mean? Frostbite? What do you mean? Yeah, so I was like, all right, cool. We all took our shoes off and the ice had been chew chewed up and it was just like, it was water at that point. So then your feet are freaking wet. It's four degrees outside and we're doing this whole hour and a half workout barefoot. Bro, you want to talk about going to a place, you have to, you have to go to a place. So at that point is when I started working with mental imagery and like your body's going through something and like you genuinely, I, I don't want to overplay it, but it's like you genuinely, you just have to go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. or else you're going to be like sitting there like oh fuck bro this is hard this is hard and then you're going to stop so i always used to do this thing where i had gone to the dominican republic i was on the beach and in my head i'd be freezing ass or like 
my body would be freezing cold, but in my head I was at the beach in Punta Cana and I was just chilling, bro. Mm. Yeah. And I was like running next to a horse and shit. Like I'd make it as majestic <laughs> as possible. And I was just like in my head, I'm like, bro, this ain't shit. Like I'm chill. And then you look around and you like come to and you're like, everybody's kind of dying. People are throwing up and stuff. And it's it was cool. It was like a it it gave me this place where being from Southern California, I feel like we definitely are more chill. We're at the beach, do we have no complaints? Yeah. But then when you self-induce that pressure, you go to a different place. So that's kind of where that comes from. We all we all have our experience with that. Mm-hmm. Like you can go to a different place when it comes to your creative work online yeah, and all that stuff. Absolutely. 100%. Um I I mean, I I can genuinely create an environment, like I mentioned before. Mm-hmm. You know. But yeah, you can definitely go to a like for example, it, it's based off mood, kind of. That's why you you like create your own playlist. Yeah, dude, I picture a mood. What up. the hell am I feeling right now? Mm-hmm. And then just kind of like set that up. You know, it could be somewhere else, or it could be the same room, or it could be like a room within a room. You know, mm. it's that kind of thing. But now, what's your with this bike ride? What's your biggest concern? I know you're not one to really worry <clears throat> about things, but um, I think you have to have a little bit of worry. And this is where this is where people right now are freaking out just going off the deep end, right? It's like they're feeling the same things that we're feeling, but they're giving into this negative ass shit. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, cool. Like, bro, I, I feel it. Like, they're like, you aren't worried? No, I'm not. Like, you can't. What is worrying doing for you? Like, mm-hmm. bro, the same shit's going to happen. Yeah. Like, you can control what you can control. And right now, you can't control the fact if you, if you get sick, if your family gets sick, like, yeah, stay inside. Okay, cool. But what if 14 days ago, homie sneezed at you at the, the store? <laughs> Yeah, you're fucked. Like, so it's like you you can only do so much, um, and you have to control your response. So now going into this bike ride, bro, I'm stoked. Like, <laughs> oh, I know you are, bro. To like, <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since I've gotten my ass kicked. Like, genuinely, like scared. Like we, the homies say like type one, type two, type three fun, right? Mm-hmm. Type one fun is like oh Disneyland. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, we're just having fun. Type two fun is like you're getting your ass kicked the whole time and it's not fun. But like afterwards you're like, bro, that was sick. Yeah. And then type three fun is like, like you almost died and like none of that was fun. But afterwards you're like, bro, that was sick. That was a cool <laughs> yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like in case but, we don't die, it would be sick. Yeah. yeah. No, exactly. So yeah. what we're doing is we're about to head out. It's me and my little brother. My little brother's 18 years old. Bro, shout out to Blake. Shout out to Yo, Blake. Shout out savage. to Blake, guys. Hey, he's a he's a mini savage. He's getting he's getting his sea legs. Uh, just to brag on my little brother, bro. He's first of all, he's my best friend. The kid, I officially I was the first black sheep of our family. Our family's fucked, bro. We like five divorces, parents split up, we have different moms, just whatever. But my little brother is my best friend. And shout out to him for for kind of like going against the grain with me. He isn't naturally the person that's like, fuck this shit, I'm out. Mm-hmm. He likes to he likes to have like his his comfort zone, but bro, you can see it in his eyes, dog. He's like starting to fight it. He's starting to question things. So with the bike trip, he he never questioned. He was just like, yo, what are our three options right now? I was like, yo, we're either moving to Mexico, I'm training to run an Ironman, or we're going on this bike trip. He's like, all right, you tell me, and I'm down for whatever. <laughs> I was like, like for real, for real. He's Whoa. like. Yeah, bro, I don't give a fuck. Yo, he's changing. I was like, he's about <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's like, he's he's fully bought in. Yeah. Kid took the the Chesby, the high school exit exam. He's like, bro, fuck high school, I'm out. And it's like, dude, what 17-year-old kid is like, 
in a place where he's he wanted to move into his car. He lives in a forerunner, bro. Mm-hmm. A forerunner. He has like a tiny little mattress and a nine <laughs> foot six surfboard in the back of his car, and he cuddles <laughs> with his surfboard every single night. Dang. Because he like just to just to live the vibe, bro. Like he's he's yeah. put himself in a place to where he has to evolve, <laughs> exactly, or he just regresses. What I find really interesting is that this is actually like some of my uh, like my belief system. It goes back to being your core human self. Yeah, and you're living that a thousand percent. in modern day, which is fucking awesome. Which is a complete bro. fuck you to everyone else. Yeah, in it's society literally in general. fuck you. No, and I, bro, I live for the fuck you. So yeah, like, no. <laughs> like people don't know how to do the simplest shit these days, like start a fire or like chop down wood or uh, I don't know, carve something even. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's just carve something, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, and, and it, it, I mean, yeah, I, I understand. This guy can't even carve, bro. Yeah, this, yeah, guy. this guy can't even carve, dude. Straight up, you yeah, know? know. Like people are bitching about not being able to cook. Yeah, bro. That's I. You know, like it, it's that stupid these days, and it. it I mean, I hate to wor- use the word stupid, but like... No, it is stupid. No, it is pretty no, it dumb. Is, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, stupid is like, not the wrong word. I mean, I'm sorry if you like, guys get offended, but... Like, like, if you can't cook scrambled eggs... Yeah. I, I'm a little concerned. I <laughs> yeah, like, like it's okay if you're a little clumsy or messy or whatever. Or you, but like, you know, fix it afterwards. But I, as long as you can do that, like the main main job... Logan's trying so hard to cut yeah, me no, off. Yeah, right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to cut you off. But yeah. like, what I'm saying is like, at least make the attempt to try. Yeah, you know, like go try new things. Don't just get, like settle into this comfort zone. I feel like a lot of people yeah. do. They're like, why would I even cook scrambled eggs when I could just post made them? Like, yeah. what's the yeah, fucking bro, point? See, you know, that, yeah. that shit, bro. That makes me sick to my stomach. Seriously, <laughs> it, it gen- like, bro, how are you that sorry that you genuinely can't do your own shit? Like, who raised you? You live like this. Yeah, like, especially lo- here in Southern California, like where we live it's it's first world stuff it's just oh, like bro. we've been catered to all of our lives from, see, from a young child that's where self-induced like resistance self-induced pressure bro you have to seek it out because here bro we don't have it it's it's a it's a different it's a different world so now it's like whether the best way of putting this bro you're just like you have to seek it out mm-hmm. it's not going to just come to you unless your dad dies right yeah that was that was some real ass shit facts and you didn't have a choice. That was like Zade, you are growing or you're dying. That's it. Mm-hmm. Bro, that's that's the universe just saying, which I don't want to say it like this, but blessing you with the opportunity to grow. No, that's 100% true. I say it's the worst thing that happened to me, but it was also the best thing that, that happened to me. Bro, look Because at it you. set me on a trajectory to like, okay, I need to find more. I need to do, do, to do other shit. You are the most badass dude I know. And you're that comes from a place that's deep and dark. Yeah. Which is cool, bro. Like that that is something that like you can't you can't just give that to somebody. No, no. And for me, I've been blessed with like nobody in my family's died. Like, yeah, my childhood was like all over the place, but I never had anything super traumatic. Mm. Like I went through like five divorces, which I guess that's emotionally traumatic. Mm-hmm. And I was home alone all the time, like genuinely like just like bro what the fuck do i do right now like i guess i'm gonna go outside like you know what i'm saying but that's not traumatic i was lonely Mm -hmm. but i feel like that was a place where it gave me a platform to to speak for myself and like i had to mature and like you at how old are you 18 18 yeah bro and i was halfway across the world too yeah exactly bro that's which was just fucking it, it was dude it was so emotionally demanding because it's like you're literally stuck in a i can't go anywhere I don't have anyone to turn to. I have these these you know other soccer players who I've just fucking met, 
So I can't really go to them. It's just I have to talk with myself. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Bro, and that's it's it's I guarantee you that had to be the hardest thing that you've gone through. Just but for the best pressure. for the best. It's exactly. a really dark place. Mm-hmm. Um I'm I'm pretty sure a lot of people feel it on a different level. Different levels, of course. Yeah, because we all have different experiences. For sure. So. Yeah, but I mean, that need to talk to someone is actually very important. Mm-hmm. I like that you brought that up. <laughs> oh, 100%. Yeah. No, it's cool. Because even, even this, we're just shooting the shit, but we're talking about, like, truth, yeah. deep things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we all understand that it's important. Yeah. Super Most people don't give them the, themselves that, that time. Yeah, yeah. They don't have the group around them to do that. Well, and that's, that's kind of where I was going with my little brother. That's like, I'm, I'm super proud of him to be able to seek out pressure and invite that. And bro, he's about to get his ass kicked on this trip. Like <laughs> I love it. He is. Like yeah. He doesn't know what's coming and that's beautiful. Like that naivety to be like, yeah, fuck it, I'm I'm down. That's that's crazy and he doesn't realize how crazy it is. But it's it's cool to watch from an older brother perspective to be like, yeah, like dabs, bro. Like that's yeah. that's sick. Mm. Um just out of curiosity, are you how are you training for the event? Like the Bro, I don't train. Or are you not training? You're just gonna do it. <laughs> it's pure um, genetic. You can you can ask Zade. Like, um I'm a workhorse when it comes to like we're in the gym all the time. Uh, I have a strength and conditioning coach, Ryan Sare, bro. Dude's a savage. Yeah. Ryan's the um, best. Ryan's a savage pro sport. Like, yo, he's been helping me out for two years now. He's always got me ready for my shit. Um with soccer, this is obviously a little different, but um, I feel like Zay can speak to training. Um, three, four days a week, I'm in the gym. And then outside of that, bro, I was surfing this morning. I'm always doing something. Um, after work, I, I have a group of homies that we all play soccer and stuff like that. So I'm always active. As for getting on the bike, uh, <laughs> I got on the bike for the first time. I had to buy a new bike. So I got on the bike the first time a week ago. And I hit 60 miles. My ass hurt like hell. And that was it. Like now my bike's in the shop, so I can't train anymore. So I've I rode the stationary bike twice, but it's like it's not the same. No. Well, it's like you don't like my biggest worry was like, yo, can my legs handle it? So I went to Ryan. I was like, bro, fuck up my legs. I get this shit strong. And he was like, okay, cool. That was it. So that's that's what I've been doing. Yeah. Also, another question I had: When you're going cross country, how are you traveling? Like, obviously, you're gonna have to take highways, right? Oh yeah. So you're gonna have to ride bikes on (laughs) highways. Sus. Um, Yeah. Okay. So this is the route. So there's there's multiple routes within the United States that have been mapped out uh, by it's like some cycling network. Um, There's the Trans America, which starts in Washington and ends in Virginia. That's like the exact opposite way that I'm going, right? That's northeast to south or northwest to southeast. Mm-hmm. I'm going southwest to northeast. Um, so that does very little for me. Um, there's Route 66, which I am going to be taking parts of. Um, there's the south route that goes like from uh, San Diego to Florida. I don't want to go through Texas, bro. I spent four years there. I was like, yo, fuck that. I'm not going to Texas ever again. <laughs> yeah. If Never. there's anybody in Texas, I'm sorry. Like, but bro, no. <laughs> yeah. We're not about that. Oh, you're yeah. from Cali, dude. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No. Um, so the the route that I'm gonna take is Route 66. Um, 
I'm actually going to take the Santa Ana River Trail right here to Riverside. I was going to kick it at my grandparents' house because this, like, like I was saying earlier, is for my grandfather. Um, I wanted to go see them on our first night, stay at their house. We're probably still going to go there. I'm just going to pitch a tent in the front yard and be like, my grandma <laughs> makes the dankest French toast. So I was like, yo, grandma, Ooh, like, hey, yeah, bro, oh, hell, right. hell yeah. Don't get me started. Yeah, bro. I love French toast, dog. So my grandma's French toast slaps. So she's probably going to have to like feed it through like the door or something. Um, but then from there, we're going to go out to Yucca Valley. Yucca Valley, we're just going to go head up through the desert, bro. There's this little town called Amboy. Um, and then from Amboy up to Needles. Needles is like 280 miles away. Mm. Um, and I'm going to try to crush it in three days, which that's like 300 mile days in a row. Uh, that's, Talk about a demanding fucking journey. Bro, and it's all uphill too. That's the, Ooh. we're going from sea level, dog. So it's like, you're you're going up, you know? Like yeah, technically. And it's going to be, it's this, this is where like the trip is, I was going to leave late April, but logistics wise, it just doesn't make sense. Like, bro, I'm going to get my ass kicked by the heat. Mm. The first 1400 miles are in the desert. So we're going to go, just to give you guys a like a, a map, right? We're going to go out to Bullhead City. That's where we're going to cross the border into Arizona. Mm -hmm. Bullhead City to Williams. Williams up to the south rim of the Grand Canyon. From there, we're going to go east and around the, the north of the Grand Canyon. And then I'm going to cut back because I want this ride. I don't want it to be – I know that's going to sound weird, but I don't want it to be easy. Like, I don't want to take the path of least resistance. Like, mm -hmm. I want to get my ass kicked a little bit. And, like, mm -hmm. riding 100 miles a day, cool. Like, that's an ass kicking. But, like, I want a little bit more. And my brother's going to be filming it. So it's like, let's go see some shit, you know? Yeah. So we're going to go up through uh, Fredonia and then up into Utah. And then from Utah, we're going to go up to Cedar City. Cedar City, Utah, it's not a city, bro. There's like 5,000 people that live there. So it's like a town. But that's going to take about 14 to 17 days to get there. There, there's this route called the Western Express. Bro, this thing is psychotic. You gain 103,000 feet of elevation gain. Bro, that's three times Mount Everest. Oh, it is literally like, yo, hey, we're going to kick your ass, and we know you're going to kick your ass. So it's like, it's not fun. Jeez, dude. So that's day, like, depending upon how quick we make it up there, 14 to 17. And then we got across the loneliest highway in the U.S., Highway 50. We're going to go through, uh, like, three different national parks, Grand Staircase. We're going to go through Zion. We're going to go through Bryce. Um, and then we're going to go up into Moab. So I have oh, one of my homies, uh, Max Carter. Shout out to Max, bro. He's a, an, literally an absolute savage. Dude is uh, working in Indian Creek right now, which is a huge rock climbing spot, and he's building 21 rock staircases. Oh, bro, wow. Like literally like oh. boulders the size of this room, and they're like cutting them up and then like building rock staircases, bro. He's psycho. That's freaking insane. He was like, yo, you got to go to Moab. Moab is like 200 miles out of the way. So I was just like, all right, cool. Fuck <laughs> it. <laughs> like, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah like okay, how we so all just stopped. Yeah, so 200 miles north, 200 miles south. So it's a 400-mile detour. But um, to see the homie and kick it, like... Priceless. It's, yeah, it's no, a it's, small price to pay. Bro, and like on this trip, it's supposed to be, this is like, I'm, I'm, seeking, I'm seeking out like solitude. I'm seeking out like the opportunity to get closer with my brother. We didn't grow up in the same house and we are already super close. But bro, like this is, this is some some lifetime shit you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying oh, this yeah. is me my best friend attacking something getting our asses kicked and bro like it's just special it's just special um so we're gonna go up to moab kick it with the homie we're gonna go 200 miles back 
Then we're going to go through Cortez, Colorado. Shout out Cortez. I'll have to go into that some other time, but Cortez holds a special place in my heart. Then we're going to go through the Rockies, Durango Pass, out into Pueblo. Pueblo, we're going to catch the Transamerica, the one from Washington to Virginia. We're going to cross the Midwest. Right now in the Midwest, well, come April, is tornado season. So I'm like, <laughs> bro, I'm on a bike. I'm just picture like, that. Picture like, like a scene like out of the Wizard of Oz. Exactly. Just flying by. Yeah, I'm like, you know, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Um, so that's that's kind of stressing me out a little bit because, I, like I said, I went to school in North Texas, so I, I know how serious I can get. And the problem is not necessarily in the daytime. Daytime, we could probably find cover or whatever. But, bro, at night, those things come in and they can they can destroy some And they people. come in quick. Oh, yeah. Bro, and they come in quick. And Stephenville is where I went to school. Bro, there was one, it was 2015, 2016. Um, we had like 40 straight days where we had tornadoes. Bro, it was, it was gnarly. Fuck? And I was just like, SoCal kid at the beach, like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> like, day after yeah. tomorrow shit, bro. Yeah. And so I was like, <laughs> I'm scared for that. Uh, but Kansas, we're going to crush, hopefully, just crush it in like four days. Going to Missouri. Missouri, we're going to go through Mark Twain National Forest. I don't want to go to Chicago. I've been to Chicago. Not that it's a bad town, but like I'm on a bike and I don't want to get my shit jacked. Yeah. So I'm going to go into Mark Twain National Forest and I'm going to go dead north on Highway 69. I just want to go because it's Highway 69. But (laughs) (laughs) I literally sought this out. I was like, bro, Highway 69, that shit's lit. So we're going to go dead north um, into Indianapolis. I have a homie there. And then from Indianapolis, we're going to go dead east through like rural Pennsylvania and stuff like that. And to Philly, I have another homie that I want to see. And then from there, we're going to go up north to New York City. And that's 70 days? 70 days. Give or take, of course. Give or take. And now there's like this, Blake and I were talking about it. We're like, bro, this trip is for our grandfather. And once we get to New York, it's like, I lived in New York for two years, so there is like something special there. But this trip is all about my grandfather. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it's like... Bro, my grandfather's from just outside of Boston, Lawrence, Massachusetts. Mm. So we're like, yo, I've never been to Lawrence. I want to go see my grandfather's home. He grew up there and then he had a house on Lake Winnipesaukee. My grandfather used to scuba dive in the lake and Lake Winnipesaukee oh. to get lobster and shit. Like, mm. bro, it's just cool so, to yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. yeah some OG super shit. Cool. So I'm going to go see that, go up through Vermont and end in Maine. Might as well start most Southwest state to most, most Northeast state. And then I don't even know if they have airports in Maine. So I was like, bro. I'm just going to go into Montreal and then fly home. So that's that's yeah, tentative plan. You will be beyond exhausted at that point. Yeah, no kidding. But you will be so fulfilled. Oh, bro, I can't wait. Dude, oh. I like everything you're talking about, I, I picture in a sense of like video work because that's what I do. <laughs> it's just I usually just put on like noise canceling headphones and just like try to find that song that will just like make me imagine all these like scenes, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And everything yeah. you described has just been like the vibe <laughs> the vibe without the vibe. me doing the the fucking leg work dude yeah for sure yeah he has the rocky Which is, theme song on loop for like 80 days yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just powering him through it's it the final <laughs> bro i'd be like bro fuck this song <laughs> but but i really can't imagine like within a 70 day time frame that's probably the best way to to grow yourself as a person because you're going through adversity you have to adapt you have to be humble at the same time and, you know, learn your way around things. It's it's just insane. Yeah. And you're working through that. Like, there's no, like, I mean, if we're stuck here, you can kind of just give up and, like, back up because mm-hmm. right behind you is a fucking couch. Right, right, right. You yeah. Know? 
you have you, you have cannot give up. You have nothing. Like your mind will keep going. Like you will. I, I think you will just create this block in your mind. Will where you just don't even know what the fuck's happening anymore. You're just going. You're in the zone. It's probably gonna be like midpoint. You know what I mean? Um, I just picture that happening. You're for no, sure no, probably true. gonna hit what I like yeah. to call like at least in my head like the way I describe it is like the numb zone, but what you would call the flow state. Yeah. So. Where you just like it's kind of just everything's tuned out. Like you could have music playing and sometimes you don't even yeah. hear it. You know, you're like so into doing what you're doing. For just sure. getting the yeah. groove on, cruising through. Dude, it's like it's hard though, because like as an athlete, you bro, I was I was a college baseball player. Baseball was my life. Like I was telling y'all earlier, my dad played for the Yankees. That was what I wanted to do. And then mm -hmm. I I tore my labrum in my shoulder and that kind of like ended things, right? And it was just like, fuck, bro, like now what am I gonna do? And then I just made the switch to soccer. It was just like you guys said you wanted to talk about that. So it's like the switch to soccer was just like me saying, bro, I still want to be an athlete. Um, so I switched sports to seek out that that numb feeling, bro. Like, because when you're when you're into it, like not in it, but genuinely, like you are into the whole process, bro. There is you're untouchable. Mm -hmm. Untouchable. And that feeling, bro, I live for that. Like yeah. that and Every now and then, you can't be in it for too long, you know what I'm saying? Because then it, like, not that it devalues that experience, but there's only so much that you can give. I think 70, if we go up to Montreal, that's probably going to take another two and a half, three weeks. So it's, like, going on 90 days of, like, getting my ass kicked. <sighs> that whole experience, especially with my brother, one, we're going to get hella close. We're probably going to gonna want to kill each other but that's like <laughs> that's also that's getting closer you know what i'm yeah, saying yeah and we're gonna know each other so well that like just to share that and to seek that out because dude there's nobody telling me like yo go do this trip yeah it's just like my soul telling me like mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and like you. that that childhood feeling of like right used to shoot bb guns in the backyard like <laughs> have you guys ever seen red dawn yeah, of course. Okay, bro. That was like that was my movie. So then I'd go back in the backyard and I'm like, bro, I'm running away from people. I take my bike up into the mountains, and I was just like, I'm gonna shoot some shit. Like, yeah. you know, like that was like, <laughs> yeah, it was. I just felt like that that childhood thing, you know. Um, so to seek that out is gonna be super sick. That's oh, yeah. super dope. That's gonna be nuts. No, no, just a just a brief description. What else is on your um, I guess bucket list for, in Life? terms of yeah, like you you mentioned childhood um dreams mm -hmm. what else do you want to accomplish besides this bike oh, run? everything dog. because i know you have quite a comprehensive yeah list. so it's like this is i was telling you a little bit earlier right i was talking about how i'm multi-dimensional like i don't have very many role models um but the role models that i do have all are multi-dimensional jimmy chin bro i don't know if y'all know who jimmy chin he's is. a who he is he shot for um what's his name the climber alex honnold yeah alex oh, honnold so it, he, oh that's he who did it. free solo mm -hmm. oh. okay well before free solo he shot meru bro mm. nuts that movie was one it was mind-boggling two that shit was inspirational as fuck mm. and it was the same thing they talk about it they're like just seeking that out and they're like why the hell are you climbing something that could kill you and it was like well i'm climbing it because it's there like yeah. I, I just want to climb it um jimmy chin professional athlete he's a skier um then he's a national geographic photographer and an award-winning cinematographer bro savage <laughs> terry cruz terry cruz old spice guy right yeah bro homie <laughs> played in the nfl he played like eight years in the nfl oh yeah oh yeah and then he was like no fuck this i'm done i'm gonna go be the old spice man <laughs> 
Like, bro, he was he and just dominate jacked. too, bro. Yeah, and like everybody, he he was on a commercial dog, mm-hmm. and everybody knows who he is. You know, yeah. yeah. And then he did movies and stuff like movies. that. Movies, and now, he, do you know what he's doing now? No, what is he doing? Furniture making, <laughs> bro. What? He's a furniture maker, and he had a scholarship in college not to play football, but for art. Art, bro. Wow. Like, bro, imagine being that physically dominant. Mm-hmm. Only had to squat like eight hundred pounds, bro. He's a he's a machine. Thick. To put Thicky it lightly, boy. Thick boy. <laughs> thicky boy. And then he's like, yeah, yeah. Watch me paint this shit. Like, I don't have that. Like, I'm I'm not that badass. Like, yeah. I just can't keep up. You know. So it's like, he now he's doing furniture making, and he just did this award winning design. is is called like the lily pad. Bro, he just put a cow, like a, a sofa chair on top of a table. I did see that. Bro, it's sick. It is. And I was just like, that sleek. It's it's super like, it's it's just cool. So it's like those are the type of people that I look up to. So going back to my dreams and stuff, I just want I want to encapsulate all of who I am, and like I I like to feed all of those like avenues, right? So I have the athletic side. But even within the athletic side, you have conventional athletics, baseball, soccer, right? But then I love the extreme side of like mountaineering, snowboarding. My brother has got me into surfing. That's that stuff is cool. Like you're seeking different like ass kickings, basically. You're mm-hmm. just like, bro, I haven't been tired this way before. Let me try it. Let me get these muscles moving in this way and stuff. Um, so going along with that conventional stuff, I'm going through it with soccer right now. I don't know if I want to keep playing, but then hanging out with this kid. It's been like soccer's life, bro. I still want to play. I'm doing like yeah. the pancake thing, bro. I'm I'm all about you it. You are literally <laughs> the you are the new pancake. Mr. You are the actual Mr. Worldwide. I'm trying, Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> but so that's conventionally. If I've already like hit my goals conventionally, but now I still have something that's like still there. I'm like, bro, this is still kind of sick. Um, extreme wise, I want to climb Everest. <laughs> Because it's like, bro, that's Everest. Like, Bruh. Just the name. Yeah, bro. Everest. It's like, it's one of those things. It's just like, ever since I was a kid, I I loved mountains. I grew up in Riverside, but outside of Riverside, there's this little town called Cherry Valley. Mm-hmm. It's right at the base of San Gregonio. San Gregonio is the biggest mountain in, in Southern California. Mm. It's a big bitch, bro. It's it's tall. <laughs> so I always I always looked up to that mountain. And I was just like, bro, I need to, I need to climb that. And then once once I did that, it was just like there's other stuff like Aconcagua is down mm-hmm. in South America. That's it's like twenty two thousand twenty. I almost said square feet. It's like twenty two thousand <laughs> twenty two thousand feet of elevation gain. Yeah. That that is that's not hefty yeah. hefty. Yeah, that's like you can't breathe anymore. No, for sure. And then there's Denali, and I wanna I wanna do that unsupported. Denali is the biggest mountain in the world, uh, elevation gain wise. So mm. you start at like a thousand nine hundred square feet again. 1,900 feet, and then you go up to 20,000 feet. Oh, oh my God. Bro, it's crazy. And so in Jimmy Chin's movie, Mayru, he talks about Alex Lowe. Alex Lowe is Conrad Anker's old climbing partner. Um, He tore his ACL, and then homie climbed Denali unsupported on a torn ACL. And I was like, oh, my God. Bro. That's crazy. (laughs) Yeah, it's literally crazy. No, it's psycho. Um, So, yeah, climbing that stuff, I think think I'm going to get into that zone. But it's hard because I'm – I'm not an antisocial person. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I'm totally extroverted. And when you're out in these super isolated places, you're you're by yourself. You have mm-hmm. to entertain yourself. You have to get your own energy. So that's super challenging for me. Um, I am intrinsically motivated. I do like find my motivation from within. 
but I still want to talk to people, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you work at Moongoat, yeah. which has an unbelievable number of people come through daily. Yeah. Shout Shameless out to Moongoat. Moongoat Coffee, Costa Mesa, California. Bro, if Ooh. you guys need good coffee, I'm the wholesale guy. Hit me up, <laughs> Dalton at moongoat.com. That's good it. stuff. Hit me up. I will get you some coffee. So real. It's good. See, oh, it's real Shameless good. Shameless plug. Now, David Yardley, there you go, bro. I got a question for you. Yeah, yeah. Now, I remember you mentioned when, um, when you're totally into it, that feeling, mm -hmm. that inner feeling. Yeah. Now, do you think that's a something anyone can potentially feel, or is yeah. that do you think you're yeah. born with that kind of thing? I mean, because there is a struggle there where to like it's it, because it's it's sort of a disconnect. That's kind of the, the way I see it. It's, it's a disconnect with like the real world or whatever you're into right now. Well, I think it, I think you can go along with anything theoretically. You know, it doesn't just have to be sports or something like very physically demanding. I mean, like for example, artists like Terry Crews. When he was building that furniture, you know, he was definitely in his zone. When he was like drawing on paper, he's like what mm. he wants it to be. Or like when he was making it, he was like, that's all he was doing. He was just in it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I think anybody could theoretically get there. I just don't think most people are willing to either put in the work or there's some or they have something that they're passionate enough in to yeah. reach that point. You well, know but see, the passion passion is a really weird thing to talk about because, bro, we all have it. And it's something that we can't put. Like, bro, what's what's the definition of passion? Like an intense ass feeling. It's like, like yeah, something. I just I just mainly think that passion is developed. That you you don't just like it's not just there. You have to develop it over time with one thing more specifically. But see, I, that's hard because it's like I have passion for so many things, mm. but my passion is going into like multiple avenues. But I feel like passion is like. Bro, that's your soul like lighting on fire, bro. That's, that's yeah. literally yeah. all it is. It's just like you're right. It no, is. That's and, literally the feeling. And some people, some people just don't want to go there. And you talk to people that have gone through intense stuff. There, I was just talking about this last night, so that's where it's kind of popping up. But I have a friend of mine that went through a very intense experience when they were 16, and they they bounced back from it, but they don't have any depth. And it's weird to me. Like, mm. it's like, yo, how do you go through something so serious? Like doctors are telling you, yo, you might not make it. And you bounce back from that at 16. And then you don't have depth. It's like you saw the other side. There was, there was questions like, bro, I might not make it. So I feel like if I had that experience, it would, you know. When you, when you mean depth, do you mean like a zest for life? No, yeah. I, know, I know what you're mm. saying. I know what you're saying. I think it's one of two things, primarily. The first one being that most people don't know how to express that. Okay. Like they might have the feeling like it's definitely locked in there, especially if they had be. the I almost died moment, yeah. right? Yeah. Like it's in there for sure, but they don't know how to access it yet. For sure. Or the second one is they grew up around people that might have like kind of just didn't really communicate with them per se. Do you know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Where it's like, uh, for example, my dad always told me, he's like, dude, you go do what you want to do. You go, he's like, whatever it is, you be the fucking best at it. Mm. Like you go love it. I'll support you. Go get that. You know, some people don't have that luxury. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like some people just get forced into a box when they're young and then their whole kind of world revolves around that box and they don't know how to but see, this you know what is what's saying? this is what's interesting about that is because I feel like everybody has a fuck you moment, especially with like adults and stuff. Like, bro, how many boomers tell you that you can't do X, Y, and Z? <laughs> I get off to that when people tell me that I can't do it. <laughs> this is the fuck you moment. So yeah. ah! <laughs> like, I love that. Exactly. Yeah. 
That's true. It no. pisses you oh, off yeah. in the right way. Mm-hmm. But that's almost like a self-induced thing. It's like, yeah. but you can succumb to that and you're like, oh, no, you told me that I can't do it. It's like, no, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. fuck you. Like, You can either choose to become a victim because of it or you can choose to become percent. a creator. That's what it. I'm telling you. That's what I was saying. Like, they got put into that box mm-hmm. and then they just got comfortable in there. But then, and that's, then like, that's on them. Exactly. So, and that's what I'm saying. That's, mm-hmm. bro, if they want to live like that, then that's yeah. on them. Bro. I mean, that comes with it's fear like, too. A lot of people don't know how to how to unleash fear and or like that, get used to it. I just, I, I don't get that either. Yeah. Like, I just, I don't know if I was just born this way because it's how I've always felt. But I look at my little brother who he, he does have a very different relationship with fear. Mm-hmm. And you'll, you, you can talk to Blake. He'll say the same thing. He's like, if, if he gets punched in the mouth, it's like, ooh, where did that come from? Yeah. Whereas like my first instinct would be like, yo, fuck you, like go back. <laughs> yeah. But Blake is developing that. So that's where it's interesting because like he's going through that in a different realm, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. And you can see it developing, but Blake gets to hang out with me all the time. And maybe that's like, he's exposed to that mentality. Um, where what you were saying was like, what he's if they learning. don't have, exactly. So if they don't have that, then maybe they have it written on their heart like bro i want to get out of this which so many people say that like yeah bro i hate my job bro i hate this bro i hate that get out of it get out of, like do something that's the problem <laughs> is that is that you put yourself in the most comfortable situation like rather how many, than how many kids do you know like from high school middle school whatever that they did everything their parents told them to do and they're like just to just to break that line even a little bit would be just the most anxiety inducing fear generating thing for them like it's oh, yeah. not it's yeah. unthinkable mm-hmm. almost like how many that. do you know i'm eric like, bro i know so many <laughs> like <laughs> no here's, here's the thing i was like that as a child up until the point my dad passed after that it was like it was like the gates opened you had the and learning then now. i could i could actually like did you feel like the worst thing has already happened so it's like in a way yeah. let me continue i mean during like, the moment it felt like the yeah. worst thing of course of course but then it was like it almost gave me um it almost allowed me to just, you know, just say, fuck it, go for it. Am I going to live my life based off of others' expectations or my own? Right, right, right. Yeah. You're right. And everything should be built by you because fuck other people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Bro. Better yeah. to try and fail than yeah, to not try at all. It's, it's sure. the cliche shit, but it's true. <laughs> I know, seriously. And the reason it's, the reason it's cliche is because it's, it's facts, bro. Yeah, it's like, exactly. But the, that's it frustrates me, bro. We, we say it all the time. I'll be serving people coffee and I'm like, bro, I'm, I'm making coffee for the sheeple, bro. It's like they, I just, you just see it in their eyes, bro. They they aren't alive. And it's like, dude, if right now, like everybody's stuck at home and stuff, they aren't like stuck, stuck. But yo, people that hate your jobs, go use this time to be creative. Mm -hmm. Like you bitch about not being able to not go to work. And now you have this blessing that you have unlimited time. Bro, if you're off for the next three weeks, Guess how much shit you could get done? You could create. But a, you're watching Netflix. Yeah, that's true. What the fuck? You could like, create right. an entire side hustle with that. Time. You yeah. genuinely like you could go balls deep in your side hustle because right now you have nothing else. Mm-hmm. But you're watching Netflix. Yeah. I haven't watched Netflix and I can't remember how long. I don't have a television. When's the last time you owned yeah. a TV? Have like you ever owned seven a TV? years ago? Yeah, like seven eight years. Ago. Dang, dude. Bro, and it was my it was my freshman roommate in college. It was his TV. So it wasn't even yours. No. <laughs> yeah. Because what am I gonna do? Like watch porn i don't know yeah. like you're just gonna <laughs> do this all day <laughs> i don't know like yeah. 1080p yeah. 24 inches that should look 60 good. fps <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I, I totally get you though um i mean 
to work on my craft, I mean, the only way realistically speaking was I needed to make money too, because sure. you're, you're always, if you're going to do work on yourself as a, as a starting, you're not going to make shit. Yeah, you're you going you're gonna to be doing free things to just develop yourself. Um, so I used to sell shoes during the day and then at night, instead of sleeping eight hours, I'd rather sleep four hours, but get like another five hours of me time for sure. Mm -hmm. Do other things, you know, things like that. I, I was making stupid ass videos at night and they were really stupid. And then by the end of it, I would have wasted five hours and then delete that footage. And I'm just like, I fucking hate it. Day by day, it would just get better and better and better and better. And within a year, I was able to, able to save enough money to kind of just get That's the hell out of there. And at the same time, I would have had this foundation Right of shit where it was already making revenue for sure, and that's available to and everyone. Bro, and and then after that, I was like, you know what? Now I can sleep eight hours. Yo, but where did and that I come from? Where did that passion come from to start doing that, dude? I've loved movies my entire my entire life, right? And I look up to people like Jake Gyllenhaal, where they're always running like plays. Um, they write their own scripts. They um, they're really into books and things like that. And just the way they speak just gets to me. So I would I would usually listen to people's interviews you know, like celebrities out there. Sure. But to me, they're more than celebrities. They're actually people that are just genius. Upper echelon, bro. They 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 unlock some type of Yeah, dude. Shit. It's mm -hmm. just like, how are you this like this smart? And a lot of people don't see the smartness in them. They just see them as like this like model image. Yeah. Um, they think but if you dive are... deep into like people's lives, they're 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 doing a lot of shit, bro. How is, and they're up yeah. there for a reason. For sure. You know? How, so when you were in your dark times, which I'm sure we've all had dark yeah. times in yeah. this room, like we've all had moments where we're like, bruh, like I can't get out of this. Mm -hmm. But where did you find that passion? Was there something deep within you or were you like, bro, I'm sick of my job? Like, where did that come from? Um, to be completely honest, it came from seeing all these people being down all the time. And mm -hmm. I feel, I felt like I mastered picking myself up to the point for sure where I was like, you know, I can like portray certain emotions with color. I can portray certain emotions with storytelling. So why not just try to make people or have people see my work and have it be related at the same time so they can feel that certain emotion that I felt For as sure. well in the easiest way possible, but also the best looking way possible. And it's just in a way, it's kind of like helping people, but not in like an entertainment sense, obviously. Right, right, right. Um, but at the same time, it does mean something to me. So well, that, if, if, dude, that's amazing. Yeah, man. if you can find the crowd for that, that's literally all I ask. Dude, for. and what you're doing as a creative, this is this is something eventually that I would like to tap into because mm -hmm. obviously I'm very physically driven. Like this, yeah. I like all my goals, not all of them, but most of them come in the physical realm, right? Yes, I would love to be able to like tap into that, like that creative side. I don't know what that looks like for me, but what you're doing, bro, you're giving light, you're giving motion, you're giving like sound to mm. people's dreams to people's thoughts yeah bro that's special yeah like that is sick that moves people no it, yeah. it like in a way that like cool i'm going on these trips but that's for me you know maybe like we can film it or some shit and like mm. then it's like i can talk and like maybe i can move people through that but like bro for you to be able and you make music right yeah bro like that i vibe in my van like <laughs> vibe and that that comes from that artist specific feeling that they are creating mm -hmm. and i think that that's super special bro like that's so sick thank you man <laughs> yeah you sorry for like you keep saying that you don't have an art that you don't do something artistic i think like athleticism and sports is, is your form of art 
And I know that could be debatable. Like, is it an art form? I think it is because it involves finesse. Mm hmm. You know, you there is a level of athleticism which you clearly have. We've <laughs> like talked about, yeah. You know, and like you express yourself through that medium, whether it be on a board, whether it be climbing up a mountain, or whether it be biking across the United States, maybe even into Canada. Hell yeah, it's it's inspirational to somebody out there. I appreciate that. Yeah. No, there's. I was at the MoMA, right? So I do. I do appreciate like art and shit like that i sound like such a jock dude and I, i'm sorry that i cuss so much bro it's, i swear on my life it's chat dude your soccer bobo what was it bobo, bobo kicking horse dog bobo hey when i'm a stripper in 10 years dog and i'm like this is my shameless plug for my stripping game my name is bobo kicking horse all right no so i think i was i was at the moma okay and there was this piece right i'm walking through and like people are like looking at like weird paintings and shit and they're like oh my god like that's so sexy and i'm just like bro what the fuck like i have no i don't feel any of this right but then i go into this room and it's just this white room bro and there's pictures all over the wall and it's just like they're like right at eye level right it's like picture 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 i walk into this room bro every single picture was an athlete playing different sports. There was no jersey. Like the jersey was replaced with just a white shirt of whatever they were wearing, like whether it be a tank top or a shirt, like a jersey or whatever. Mm -hmm. The fans were blurred out. The the um, like advertisements and shit on the stadium was blurred out. All you could see was the field and the person doing whatever movement. Bro, that shit moved me. Because you look at these basketball players doing like 360 dunks and they have the ball over their head and the ball was missing. So there's no ball. So it's just like these, this person doing this like crazy contortion stuff. And it's like, God damn, I'm an acrobat. Like, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, like it, you, you don't see it when you're playing, but that feeling that you get when you step onto the field, when oh. you put your cleats on, bro, that is, that is priceless. It's heaven on earth. No, genuinely. Like you can't, you can't replace that feeling. And that's why I have such a hard time giving conventional sports up. Mm. When I was, excuse me. When I was younger, it was all about going to that deep, dark place of not feeling like loved or not feeling like proud. Like my parents, my mom was always super proud of me, but my dad had like a very weird way of showing it. Like he just, he was doing his own thing. He was always stressed. Mm. But like to feel that appreciation, I, I turned to sports, that dark place, right? It wasn't like as a kid, it was more like I saw the guy on the other side of the field and I was like, bro, fuck that guy. Like, I'm gonna fuck you up. <laughs> That's just, that was the competitiveness, right? Yeah. And as I've gotten older, it's like, bro, I don't give a fuck about you. Like, you could be six foot 10 with a big dick and I don't care. Like, it just doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't bother me because it's not, I'm not playing you. I'm playing myself. Yeah. And if I can find my Zen, if I can find that on the field, I'm dangerous. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, so, 100%. No, it's, it's cool that. I, I do think that I'm artistic. It's just not in a conventional, like, I don't paint yeah. shit. Yeah. Like you said, you're an acrobat, dude. <laughs> like, all, hell dude. Yeah. yeah, but art is, on, is in all forms, dude. For sure. You know, 100%. For sure. Yeah, with the way, it's especially like, we, you know about how we juggle and play, you know, one touch inside of, uh, inside of pro sport. Like, you can't tell me that's not an art form. Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. We're fucking moving the ball in different ways yeah. and hitting it at the precise area of your foot like that's totally an art form but it's like geometry it's art it's all that kind it's of an understanding of physics it's, it's like it's a performance yeah that's what it is at the end yeah. you are performing for people or for yourself in this all like what artists do is glorify the artists mm -hmm. that's all we're doing 
or doing I'm just glorifying other art. Yeah, performing for others. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's an art. No, it's cool. I that's all that physical stuff is shit. It's like it's it's the bee's knees, bro. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> what else what else is on your mind right now? Mm. You have any topics you want to... How good this Spanish liqueur is, bro. Spanish liqueur. It's amazing. Yeah, bro. I'm I'm out. I have like one little little baby ounce left, but... One little um, sip. (laughs) Um, What's on my mind? Bro, I guess right now it's just me. I got off the phone with Amazon. I got my stuff ready. So now it's like not even so much about the bike trip. It's just like trying to go into... Pre-trip, bro. Pre-trip is a weird mindset. You know, Mm -hmm. like you know that you're leaving... And when I feel like I can say this for all of us, like we have very much so the growth mindset, right? Mm -hmm. So you're always like, you're hungry. You're wanting to evolve. You're like trying to go to that upper echelon, right? Like you're talking about Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. He's a baddie, bro. Like you want, you want to get to that place. And in this like pre-trip thing, I've done all the planning. I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm going to wear. I know the weather's going to be shit. I know I'm going to be cold. I know I'm going to be tired. I know I'm not going to have enough food. I know I'm going to lose weight. All this work I've done in the gym is like Mm. going to shit. My upper body is not going to be sexy. I'm going to lose it all. (laughs) And that's okay. And I'm like, I'm looking forward to that. But now I'm just like sitting here waiting. Like, especially now because like shit's closed. Yeah. It's a ghost town. Oh my God. Bro, I feel like a fourth grader. I'm going back to that little (laughs) kid where I'm like, and I live in my goddamn car. So it's like, I've been surfing every day. So it's like, (laughs) I'm not even in quarantine, but it's like. Okay. All right. What yeah. do I do now? Like, <laughs> so I'm just waiting for this trip, and that's that's kind of that's gnarly. But you yeah. know, I feel in, like there's always oh, sorry, continue, continue, please. There's always that flat line in between, like gaps whenever you're leaving a destination, for sure, or whenever you're you're heading there. Yeah, like it's so weird, and I know exactly what you're talking about, dude. There's like we I learned this in high school English, I think, bro. It's called like the denouement, which is like the end of a play, the end of a movie, the end of a book. You have like you have the rising action. You had the climax. You had the falling action. Yeah. And then there's that little part at the end that's like, all right, now what the fuck do we do? Yeah. You know? It's literally a flat line. Yeah, no, no it's just like, all right, cool. I'm just waiting. <laughs> Sick. So that's, that's kind of where, yeah. where I'm at right now. You're in the uh, pre-trip purgatory. Pre-trip purgatory. Ah. For sure. The PTP. The Hell PTP. Yeah. I like Hell that. Yeah. No, I feel mm. <laughs> Can you, uh, sorry, you were talking about Spanish liqueur and it got me on okay. just Latin America in general, especially with the uh, the whole soccer stuff, because I kind of wanted to like dive into this a little bit. Cool. You have a pretty gnarly experience in Colombia. Colombia. Yeah. Couple, bro. And would you like to, do you mind uh, like elaborating a, or like elaborating or filling us in? Please. Yeah, Bring yeah. us up to date. So this is, this is like the other section of Dalton, right? Like I speak about myself in third person. I'm sorry. But it's like that. It's that, it's the. This is like the other side of me where it's not the physical beast, the physical like realm, right? Like I said earlier, I really fucked with cowboys. I, I enjoyed like that whole Wild West scene. I enjoyed like people going out and seeking whatever was out there. You know what I'm saying? They mm-hmm. used to ask like, oh, why do you guys do that? Well, because it's there. Like I want to go claim it. I want to go do it, whatever. So when I was a kid, when I was a kid, my parents, I love them to death. But they didn't seek out experience. So my mom came from rural Pennsylvania. She moved to the big city of Los Angeles when she was like 18 or 19. Mm-hmm. Sick, bro. Like, oh, yeah. That's, that's massive, especially big for that change. generation, bro. So it's like 
props to my mom for even doing that because I wouldn't be a Southern Californian if that wasn't for my mom, you know. But she stopped after that, and that that kind of shook me, you know. And I I always just wonder, like, bro, what was that about? But so as a kid, I was always obsessed with going back east because I was where my mom was from. I'm like, bro, I'm gonna go find my old family. And we don't have a relationship with that side of the family, but that's a different story. So I always grew up with this zest for like, bro, what is out there? And so growing up in Riverside, I grew up around hella Mexicans. All my homies were Mexican. Yeah. So I grew up speaking Spanish. I grew up just like, I feel like any other Mexican kid, right? Like, mm-hmm. If I was at my homie's house and we wanted something to eat, like I had to ask for food in Spanish. So there was always like this love of the Latin American culture. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so I do this thing where I have life goals, right? So I break up my goals in five different sections. Let's see if I can remember it. You got physical, you have financial, you have spiritual, you have personal, and you have relational, okay? If I can fill, I, I have goals that are right at the beginning of each year before trips and shit. And if I can make a move that can improve three of the five goals that I have for that year, my life goals or whatever. If I can enhance three of the five goals, I will make the move. That's such a smart Mm -hmm. framework. Uh, Just you have to, because you get lost in the sauce, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> bro, lost in the sauce. That's literally my slogan, dude. Bro. It's funny as hell. So you yeah. get like you get lost, and then you you need a direction. You need a platform. So, I got hurt playing baseball, which I'll go into this real quick. I played college baseball. My dad played for the Yankees. That's what I wanted to do. Okay, that was my life. Mm-hmm. You you we talked about this before. Mm-hmm. That feeling of hitting a baseball, I. I will die saying this. Baseball is the hardest sport. People talk shit. It's boring. Whatever. Bro, that shit's hard. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the batting cages and you will not touch it. Yeah. Oh. And if you do, you ain't you you aren't gonna play at the highest level. So I wanted to play baseball. I go up to upstate New York after college. My shoulder was fucked. It was done. So I come back home and I was depressed, bro. You go into like this weird depression, right? I'm like, dude, I lost my identity. From age four to age twenty one. The only thing I had ever cared about was baseball. Now it's gone. Mm-hmm. So I went through a big breakup. I was dating somebody for five years. We broke up. The day before college graduation, bro. Killed me. <laughs> I like that was the person that I thought I was gonna get married to, all that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. then, bro, that shook like shook me. Oh, and that's when I started living in my car. Okay. So this is senior year of college. Baseball. Cool. I want to go play baseball. I go play. And my arm's fucked. I can't play anymore. I'm like, fuck, bro. Like, now what am I going to do? So I lost two big things, right? So I go back home. I'm at my dad's house. My dad and I have this rocky relationship. And I'm sitting there at the house. And I'm like, bruh, fuck this. Like, this is how people live. Mm-hmm. They go to work. They sit in traffic. Yeah. Fucking traffic, bro? Like, you want to tell me that you're going to waste your goddamn day on traffic? Yeah. Rat race. It's so sucking. It, it, Joe, it's, it's crazy. So I'm sitting there, and I'm sitting there for probably two weeks, bro. Euro, or Euro 2016 mm. was going on, okay? Huge soccer competition. Bro, fuck soccer. It's for pussies, right? That's what I always told myself. <laughs> so I was like, bro, I'm not going to play this stupid you hear sport. That, <laughs> I hear it. So I was like, bro, I'm not going to play this. But I'm watching it because I can't sleep. I have like this hardcore, what's it when you can't sleep? Hold on. Insomnia. 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 Thank you. I was like, Inception? No. Um, <laughs> Close. I'm having like hardcore insomnia. 
and I can't sleep, and I'm watching Euro 2016. Mm-hmm. Bro, Joe Hart, goalkeeper <laughs> for England, makes a massive mistake against Iceland. Ball goes right through his legs, and I look up his salary, and it's like 12 million pounds a year. Yeah. I was like, this bitch made that mistake on the highest level against Iceland. <laughs> Iceland, bro. You're making 12 million pounds a year, which, what's that in dollars? Like $20 million? More or less? Something like, yeah, something like, like 14 to 15, something like that. Cool. Yeah. So it's it's hella money, bro. A yearly salary of that plus endorsements. I was like, yo, I'm a good enough athlete to figure something out to make six figures a year, right? Mm-hmm. There's so many soccer teams around the world. I want to travel. I had just gone back from a trip. When I found out I tore my shoulder, I took a trip. I flew to Russia, and then I backpacked from Russia to Morocco, which was like, I saw like 18 Damn. countries or something. It was like, good lord. Bro, that was sick. We this could like, literally be a five-hour episode. Bro, I know. Oh, exactly. I was Dude, telling you guys yeah. earlier, I was like, bro, this like, is what do you want insane. me to talk about? <laughs> no, this is um, fucking great. So when I, when I tore my shoulder, I was sitting in the, I'll go back to this. This is going into junior year, or going into senior year of college. I tore my shoulder. I was like, bro, what do I want to do? I had always wanted to travel. As athletes, we sacrifice so much. Every weekend, you ain't doing shit. Mm-hmm. Pool parties, yeah, no, fuck you. You can't go. <laughs> you have a game. And if you don't have a game, you have practice. And if you don't have practice, you're in the gym. And if you ain't at the gym, what are you doing? You're freaking hitting the ball against the wall. Preparing in some way. Exactly. Mentally, yeah. physically, you're doing something. Yeah. Um. So then I was like, bro, I don't have anything holding me back. I had a full-ride scholarship to play baseball. So I was like, bro, fuck it. I'm just going to take out a student loan and I'm going to... I'm I'm taking three thousand dollars out and I'm I'm going to the furthest place mentally that I could. I read the book The Alchemist. It like fucked me up. Oh, I finished great it in six oh yeah, good one, bro. I read it and I was like, yeah, no, fuck it, I'm leaving. <laughs> so I bought a one way ticket to Russia because that was the furthest place I could think of. Unfortunately, you twenty one year old Dalton didn't know this shit because I was just a jock. But you needed a visa. Visa to me, I thought was a credit card. I was like, all right, yeah, <laughs> I just showed up. So I show up to Russia with nothing and I'm like, and so I get to the, I get to the airport and they're like, Hey, yo, so do you have your visa? I was like, yeah, it's in my, it's in my suitcase. And they're like, we need to see it. And I was like, yeah, okay, cool. It's in my suitcase. You guys already took it. And they're like, okay, cool. Well, you're going to have to show customs in Russia. I was like, okay. Get to Russia. They don't let me in obviously because I didn't have a visa. Yeah. So then I'm stuck in the airport. We got to go to Prague, Prague. We backpacked down through like Italy, go out through Germany, bro. It was, it was crazy. I was just that's where like the love of logistics came in. Mm-hmm. Reading maps, just figuring shit out. I was hitchhiking all over the place. Um, make it down to Morocco. It was just a, a crazy whirlwind. Then I have to backpack up through Prague. It was like eighteen countries, four months. I ran with the bulls in Spain. I was sleeping on the side of the road. I was sleeping in cities and towns, and like, bro, it was an experience. I went from like two hundred and twenty-five pounds, just a muscle to like i came back at like 190 185 Damn. so I was, yeah. I was skin and bones bro i'll show you guys pictures it was stupid um but yeah so then that i had that experience i come back all enlightened and shit right and i'm like oh bro dude the other the other side of the world i was in north texas and like everybody's like guns and jesus and bear beer and barbecue <laughs> i'm like give me a bear. burger i'm like what yeah. the fuck like bro you guys realize that the other side of the world has like this this and that and they're like the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. And I'm like, fuck <laughs> like, so then I was just like, bro, get, get me the fuck out of here. So then I moved to Dallas, Texas, picked up a marketing job. Okay. Then I was like, bro, I want to go play baseball again. My shoulder felt fine. So I was training for that girlfriend of five years broke up with me. 
And I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to live in my car, work at the marketing firm, save some money, go up to upstate New York. Went to upstate New York. I was playing baseball. My arm was giving out. Bro, they weren't letting me play. It was like, it was just like traditional, like public or um, politics on a team and shit. Uh. And I was just like, bro, I'm not getting my shot. I was up there for six weeks and I was like, bro, fuck this. Like, get me out of here. So I flew back home. I lost all my money that I put into it. And I was just like, I felt like I just wasted time, you know? So I'm sitting there on the couch. I'm watching Euro 2016. Joe Hart makes his fucking mistake. And I was like, I bet you $100,000 I don't make that mistake. Never. I would never let that happen. Mm-hmm. Right? And this is me being ignorant, me being like like full of myself. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like there's there's that line between arrogance and confidence, right? Yeah. And it's like, bro, I guarantee you that I don't have that mental lapse. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, cool. Put, put my money where my mouth is. That night, I'm watching this movie. Movies, okay? I talked to you guys about that earlier. I don't have a television. I don't care. But if you can sit me down and put an inspirational movie in front of me, bro, I will be zoned in. Mm, like, yes. Because it's like I, I need something, right? Like I'm intrinsically motivated, but at the same time, I need some type of like, bro, yeah. get me amped. Mm-hmm. So I'm watching Eddie the Eagle. Hey. <laughs> bro, that movie fucked me up, okay? Homie has was born with polio. He's like, I'm going to be an Olympian. Long story short, homie is trying to be a summer Olympian. He can't run. So then he's like, I'm going to learn how to ski. Dude becomes a long distance ski jumper. And then he makes it to the Olympics. Mm. Bro, you were born with polio. Talk about an inspirational story. You have have no business being here, right? And he's like, yeah, no, fuck you. Fuck you moment. He had it multiple times. He's like, you can't do that. Fuck you. You can't do that. No, fuck you. Like that is, that is savage, right? Straight. So I was like, cool, bro. Maybe. I'm a huge believer in the universe, right? Especially after the alchemist. I'm like, the universe will conspire in all of its ways to make whatever's going to happen, happen. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, fuck it. If I go forward with faith and just believe in what I'm doing, then I'm going to make it. Send out 75 emails that night, okay? <laughs> I was like, look, if I'm going to pursue this, then I need to pursue it in a way that is going to fulfill three of my five. So I was like, all right, personally, I want to learn Spanish. Mm-hmm. Like that is just a thing. Like, bro, that's sexy. Of like, course. Yeah. Bro, I'm six foot five, white and blonde. And then I could start speaking to you in Spanish. You bet. Like, <laughs> oh, that's, that's like a game bro, over. Exactly. Dude. It's like, yeah. bro, I won. Okay. Puppy. Exactly. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> so I was just like, okay, cool. Spanish. I was like, physically, I'm going to learn a new sport. I'd played one and a half years of soccer in, in, in high school. And it was like, I was just fucking around. I was talented at it naturally. We broke all the school records and stuff. Like it broke the school record and saved. So I knew that I had natural talent, Mm -hmm. but I didn't, I don't know how to kick a ball. I didn't know anything. So I was like, cool. I'm going to learn physically how to do something different. Um, And then just like the the fact that I was getting travel in, I was like, bro, this is going to be a new experience, right? I'm going to make new friends around the world. I'm huge on networking, bro. Like to anybody that's listening to this, yo, network your ass off, like, I couldn't be here if I didn't have people around me. And like, I, we have been talking about like the stuff that I'm doing, the stuff that I'm doing stems from help from other people. I have not done any of this shit by myself. Like, yeah, I might have the idea, but then I got to go to somebody and be like, yo, train me, Ryan. Standing on the shoulders of giants. Bro, I, you have to, like you connect. And some people are like, well, they, they aren't good enough to work with me. And I'm like, yo, fuck you. Like if you aren't working for free, if you aren't working, if I think it was Casey Neistat talked about this or Gary Vee, one of the two, like 
they're talking about if you can't work with number one, then work with number two. If you can't work with number two, work with number three. And if you ain't that good, then work with number six, 670. Like work with that person. Mm. And then 670 is going to get you to 420, LOL. <laughs> and then that person's going to get you higher up, you know? 20 to 16. 69. Yeah. <laughs> Climb up the ladder. Hell yeah, you picking up. But um, so that's where I'm like, you, you have to work with other people. So I was like, cool, I'm going to go network. I'm going to go learn a new language. I'm going to go learn a new sport. And bro, I get to go to Medellin, Colombia, whatever. Well, at this point, I didn't know, right? So I'm sending my emails. And I'm using Spanish. And I'm like, I feel like an idiot writing and shit. And I'm like, bro, nobody's going to get back to this. So they, I get an email back. I filmed a tiny little clip, bro. And I mm. watched the clip now and I was like, bro, I look like such an idiot. And I'm like, God damn. Like, I found these little Mexican kids at the field across the street from the house. I was like, yo, take shots on me. And I'm like, what? I was wearing baseball batting gloves, bro. No. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, fuck you. Like, you ain't going to score on me. And then they're like, bro, why, you're white. And what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, no, watch this. So then I start making saves. It looks unconventional as fuck. But I was like, bro, I was just betting on myself. I was like, if the universe wants it to happen, it's going to happen. Send 75 emails. Then I get a response the next morning. So Saturday night was when I sent it. Sunday morning, I wake up to an email from one club. It's called Cansevero mm. in Medellin, Colombia. I don't know anybody in Colombia. I don't know anybody in South America. I don't know anybody in Latin America. Like, <laughs> I don't know shit. They're like, look, our two goalkeepers just got hurt yesterday. Yesterday. They're like, if you can make it here by Friday, we'll give you a one-week trial. I was like, bet. So that's Sunday morning. I instantly get on the computer. I check my bank account. I have 1800 bucks. I was like, mm. fuck it. All right, cool. Let's see the cheapest fight. 200 bucks, one way. I was like, gang shit. Like, I'm going to do it. I buy the ticket for 36 hours from then. That's Tuesday. Okay. I fly out Tuesday and I end up there. I have to go to Fort Lauderdale, Fort Lauderdale down there on like Wednesday night, get to the hostel Thursday. Thursday, I find the field that I'm going to be practicing at on Friday. And then I show up. Bro, you want to talk about feeling uncomfortable. <laughs> like, I couldn't imagine. I show up and I'm like, are you the only white person there? Of, of course. course. Of course. I show up to the field, bro. There's literally 30 fucking Columbians. Look, I don't, I didn't know anything about Columbia. I had never been to South America. I hadn't even been to Central America. <laughs> I'd gone to Costa Rica and Panama. Okay, so that's, shock. so I'd been to Central America before I backpacked and shit. So I was like, like I knew a little bit of what I was going into, but like it was just big dick energy. I was like, no, I got it. Like <laughs> this is happening. So I show up. Custom down there is to be like super friendly with everybody. Handshake, 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 handshake. If there's 30 people, you give 30 handshakes, mm. right? Dab, 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 dab. Me, I walk in, I'm white. We don't do that shit here. It's like, yeah, yeah it's good. Boom, put your hat on. That's it. I have my headphones in. Mm -hmm. They look at me like I'm the biggest dick. They're like, who the <laughs> fuck does this guy <laughs> think he is? Yeah. I hadn't played soccer in five years, bro. I was like, which is just insane to me. Like to think about five years, you haven't played the game at all. Well, I, I shot with those little Mexican kids, but that was it. They were well, like yeah. 14. <laughs> and, and you're going into, you're going into a serious tournament. Yeah, bro. Fucking hell. So I was, but that's where belief comes in. Right. And yeah. I knew I wasn't going to be the best, but I was like, look, one of my favorite baseball players of all time, Pete Rose, bro. They called him Charlie Hustle. Charlie Hustle didn't give a fuck. He just didn't. Okay. Like you don't care. I don't care if I look bad. If the ball doesn't go in the net, fuck you. I yeah. win. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's mm -hmm. like, I don't care how bad I look. If I play with, they they say it in Spanish, ganas. Ganas is like- Desire. Yeah, exactly. Passion. Bro, you have to have that. If you have that, bro, I'm going to win. It's true. So I went down, I just balled out and they're like, bro, you look unconventional as fuck. And I was like, and this is all in Spanish, bro. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
they're like, look, we want you to stay. We need to teach you the fundamentals. So then I just go hard from there on out training all the time. But long story short, I ended up training with that team. They got me into a tournament. The tournament was called Mano y Mano Hand to Hand. Um, it was a 250 kid tournament and it was like 16 and up, 15 and up. And there were dudes coming in from all over South America. Initially, I wasn't in the tournament, but then the night before they give me a call and they're like, look, we need one more person. I was like, okay, I'm there. It was an hour and a half away from my house. My dad happened to be visiting me. I was like, yo, dad, change the plans. We're going to this field. We show up, there's like 3000 people there and they're just watching this mano y mano tournament. Basically what it is to use like this table, right? You have your goal and their goal. There's five yards box for each of you, like goalkeeper box where you can use your hands and then five yards of dead space on each side, mm -hmm. okay? So if the ball, if you like save the ball and it rebounds off of you into the dead space, then they can come up and it's called rebote. It's mm. like a, a rebounder, like uh, deflection or whatever. Yeah. So they come up and they can take a shot. So basically clean handling. And then once you have the ball, you can set it on the ground, kick it off the ground. You can um, punt it, like side volley it, or you could throw it. Mm. And I was like, okay, cool. I get in, there's groups of five that are playing. Okay, so it's like five, 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 five. Top two of each five go on to the next round, and then it's knockouts from there. First game, dude scores, I mean, like 20 seconds, okay? I was like, fuck, bro, this is for real. Like, this is crazy. I'm like, what am I doing here? And they're like chanting racist shit. They're like, why is the white kid here? I was like, my dad's like, I don't know what the hell is going on. Trump 2020. And I was like, like, what is my dad doing, dude? I'm like, fuck. So I'm just like, bro, this is not my spot. So with like 10 seconds left, there's two minute matches, 10 seconds left, I put it in, okay? We tie 1-1, I saved myself. Come over to my dad, my dad's a competitor. He looks at me, grabs me by the shirt, and he's like, bro, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, you didn't throw the ball a single time. He's like, you played baseball your entire life. And he's like, why aren't you throwing it? He's like, change the angle, get to the right side, throw a back post. Get to the left side, throw a back post. Get to the right side, throw a back post. He's like, you're, you're gonna kick everybody's ass. I was like, okay. Go out, bro. The next game, I scored like 13 goals. It's like, ta, 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 ta. It's like, bro, it was like throwing a football into the freaking. Crazy. It was yes. stupid. It was stupid easy because at that point, I was like, I have accuracy. This is where like you need to do multiple things, right? Because being multidimensional, you're going to learn things from other sports. You're going to learn things from other avenues of life. And then you're going to use that. And you could use it in film editing. You can use it in music. You can use it in everything, right? So I just used what I had and I started kicking everybody's ass. I won like 13 games in a row. Wow. I make it to the final. I knocked out the kid who now plays for Atletico Nacional, who is the biggest team in Medellin, Colombia. Uh, he's a starting goalkeeper for them. He was on the uh, Colombian national team. And he, uh, yeah, I beat him, went to the quarters, beat that guy, semis, beat that guy. And then I made it to the final and I lost. Next day, I wake up to an email from Itaquil Leones. And that's a team in the second division. And they're under Rio Negro, which is in the first division. Okay. So they're like, yo, go to practice tomorrow. And I was like, okay full-blown pro team and i was just like i showed up and i was like what the hell am i doing here <laughs> and long story short it was just like from that team i got an agent agent i got to play with philadelphia fury which is in the asl at the time um now i don't know if they're disbanded or playing mpsl which is like third or fourth division in u.s soccer but i tore my acl and then that sent me down like a whole nother <sighs> rabbit hole holy crap man I know we've been talking a lot. What so a man. fucking story. <laughs> Dude. Good Lord. I, I honestly want to say, like, before we wrap this up in a couple minutes, but uh, dude, what an experience of a conversation. Like, I honestly feel inspired 
Right now. I was in the flow state and in this conversation. The first time he told me this Dude, fucking story in the gym bro, after we worked out, I was just like, I was floored. Bro, like, what did I say at the beginning of this? I said I'm going to fall for him. Yeah. <laughs> and I Those felt pretty hard, bro. <laughs> just don't try anything yeah, over dude. there, yeah? yeah Holy dude. crap, dude. No, it's, uh, it's definitely, uh, it's, you gotta, you gotta choose into it, bro. Like, that's, at the end of the day, like, you gotta, if you don't have adversity kick you in the ass, then you gotta go seek it out. Yeah. And it's like, kill or be killed, bro. Like, we, we all wanna be in the upper echelon. That's what we wanna do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And if you wanna be in the upper echelon, then you gotta work your ass off. Yeah. And e- working your ass off isn't enough, bro. Yeah. You have to take risks. You have to take chances with people that you might not wanna talk to. You might not be an extrovert. You might have to go make connections and that's uncomfortable for you. Mm-hmm. Go fuck yourself, bro. I don't mm-hmm. care. My coach in college always said it, bro. Fuck your feelings. Yeah. It's like, I'm not here to care about your feelings. He's like, I don't care if you're hot. I don't care if you're tired. I don't care. I don't care if your mom just passed away. I don't care. I don't care. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, bro, it's you. And we're talking about life, dog. We get one. Okay. From here on out, if you don't go forward with big dick energy, somebody's going to pass you up. It's it's just, it's a fact of the matter. True. And then you're going to be sitting there when you're 69 and you're going to be like, bro, I wish I did this, this or that. And it's like, no, fuck that. I'm not going to live with that. I just, I refuse. And mm-hmm. I'd rather err on the side of aggression then die like having these like what if huh, like i i would have made it to professional soccer if it wasn't for this bum knee like no fuck that bro yeah. like i, I want to go in get lost in the sauce fucking do it go hard that's it you know hmm. if that's not in- inspirational to you people Honestly, i don't know what is yo guys I, I mean i could keep talking for an hour but oh, i shit. guess we got to go out on some big dick energy right there yeah. after Dalton. after he comes back we'll have oh my god guaranteed. yeah seriously Holy you're coming crap. back for oh sure. you're coming back if for you, sure 100,000 percent yeah i'm in <laughs> yeah dude not forced but yeah you know but anyway guys uh wise words from dalton over here man oh my god uh, honestly weeks. i have go follow what's your uh shout out your gone for weeks at gone for weeks yeah, if you guys have any questions or anything, yeah, like for that, sure, like, we'll definitely uh, post that um, all of his uh, links and stuff in the description. Yeah. Go follow him, guys. You want to send us off, it. good Scrooge? I can send us off. Yeah, for sure. You know what? Thank you once again joining us on the Two AM Podcast, Episode Seventeen. You can find us on Apple or uh, what is it? Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Anchor.fm. Is it Combox? Castbox. Castbox. Com-box. No, Com. C O M. I thought you said Combox. No, no, no. no. Jesus. Like, you know Combox? No. <laughs> <laughs> thank you once again. It's been real fun. Dalton, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, good us. sir. You're an inspiration. Oh, we love you. It's Dang. been Logan, Dalton, Said, Zaid. Thank you for joining us, everybody. We'll see you very soon. Peace. Peace. Peace.